Welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. I'm Larry Goldman, Chief Analyst at Analysis Mason. Today, I'm speaking with Sylvain Loiseau, a consulting manager in our Paris office. Uh, we'll be talking about cloud VR and AR uh, and how they uh, offer new opportunities for vendors uh, and investors. Yeah, as I learned about this from Sylvain, I thought this would be a really interesting topic for our podcast listeners. And I want to know the right way that Sylvain's written an article about this. You can find it in the show notes. Welcome, Savan. Hi, Larry. Thanks for having me in the podcast. Savan, uh, there are all sorts of new cloud-based developments. Tell us briefly uh, what it is you've been working on. So, in a nutshell, uh, we've been working a lot on various, uh, you know, cloud infrastructure, and uh, used to be storage only, and more and more, it's beginning to be computing as well, and. Uh, you know, recently we've been engaged with uh, Shadow, which we can discuss a bit more afterwards, uh, which is a cloud uh, gaming company based in France uh, that has been trying to uh, turn around their business and invest uh, into new opportunities uh, that are related to B2B cloud computing services. And that led us to consider uh, what we believe is a very strong opportunity about cloud uh, VR and uh, AR uh, applications. So the immediate work has been in cloud gaming. Uh, so t- talk a little bit about how has the cloud gaming market uh, developed? So cloud gaming uh, is really gaining traction right now. Uh, it has been around for, I think, uh, the better part of the last 10 years, but it's really, really gaining traction now with uh, a lot of players investing. Uh, but what's interesting here is that the type of players and their business models are very, very different. So you have the gaming giants. Uh, you have Microsoft Xbox, uh, which recently launched the Xbox cloud gaming product. You have Sony with the PlayStation Now, which already has, uh, has, has recently improved to include cloud gaming services. And, uh, you know, both of these players are approaching the cloud cloud computing market, cloud gaming market, both as a way to drive recurring revenue, uh, which is, you know, you know subscription-based, more uh, fluid revenue flow, which they're looking for, and also, you know, kind of a way to invest it because uh, they don't want to be last in, this, in these markets. Uh, but they are selling cloud gaming as part of a larger uh, bundle of services, which includes... Uh, online play or free games or discounts on games. It's a, it's not a, a pure cloud gaming service. Um, you also have the global internet platforms such as Amazon, which launched Luna a few years ago, and Google, uh, which has launched uh, Stadia a few years back as well. Um, you know, to be honest, these services have been met with limited success. And one, uh, you know, an example of that is that uh, Google is trying to pivot Stadia from a B two C gaming platform to more of a B two B enabler uh, for developers to use their uh, cloud gaming platform, uh, which was announced during their gaming convention a few a few months back. Uh, you also have some hardware vendors which are investing this, uh, those who are really uh, strong in the GPU market, especially NVIDIA. They have their GeForce Now service, uh, and uh, you know they really use the service as a 
some kind of a real life demonstrator of what their GPUs are capable of and all the, you know, flagship uh, ray tracing functionality they can offer. So it's a, um, it's, it's a strong proposition from them as well. And you also have a lot of smaller um, specialized companies that really focus only on providing the cloud gaming platform. Um, you have Shadow, which I, I, I mentioned, which is a you know, cloud gaming focused company based in France, uh, which offers a, you know, a little bit more than that because they offer the, the, the full PC. So you can basically install anything you want, but they have been marketing strongly the cloud gaming product. And you have some other things like Flanier and Paperspace, smaller startups that are really focused on the um, on the uh, cloud uh, gaming platforms and uh, yeah that's, that's 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 the main players we've seen so uh, I guess you're explaining here to me that the, the, the b2c ecosystem is pretty well set up uh, but but you found that for the b2b cloud computing applications the support for developers or end users was not as good created some really some new market opportunity there Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, the cloud computing is very infrastructure demanding. Um, and the big guys have been able to leverage either their own infrastructure or, you know, use their market power to buy a lot of, of, of infrastructure. So Microsoft has Azure, uh, Amazon has AWS, Google has Google Cloud. So they've been really uh, looking at this as part of synergies to use their infrastructure. Um, the smaller players, which I've mentioned, um, you know, they, they've been hard for them to fight when, you know, you're competing against these very big companies that are able to offset some of the infrastructure costs to other business lines. The small guys that do only the cloud computing, they have to, you know, keep all the costs in the cloud computing business line. So they have not always been able to offer um prices that are as competitive as the others. So what they're trying to do is find new ways to generate revenue streams. And one of the things that is becoming clearer is that, you know, they have a lot of spare infrastructure, if we could say this, because, you know, cloud gaming is a B2C business. It's, you know, out of business hours that the um, compute power is being used. So, the rest of the days, you know, during the rest of the day, they have a lot of spare capacity. So using this spare power to provide new B2B application is very promising because you have a lot of B2B applications that could benefit from all this compute power. And, you know, I'm thinking about architecture, uh, science, research, all these things that need a lot of uh, computing power and that, you know, smaller companies may not have enough money to buy the upfront, you know, to, to have the upfront CapEx to buy all the computing infrastructure they need. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of space for B2B applications, uh, you know, for these originally cloud gaming players. Uh, and, you know, among these B2B uh, cloud computing opportunities, there's a big opportunity for uh, the cloud VR thing, which I think, you know, we can delve a bit more in. Right, right. So really, uh, what we're talking about doing is, is taking advantage of the classic thing of taking advantage of cloud where we have a, a, a resource and we want to get sort of maximum use. And that really um, makes it a lot more available that, that uh, making that available is a lot more available than people have to buy that 
uh, and deploy that computing capability themselves. So it really opens up the market actually quite a bit, doesn't it? You've told me, uh, Saban, that the uh, you know the gaming market and all uh, has has these characteristics about low low latency, I think, and and, and certainly high computing and, and graphics and so forth. And we're talking about the fact that virtual reality has some of the same sort of performance demands as gaming. So so there are, there are some of the same sort of common support requirements, aren't there? Yes, exactly. So you know, cloud gaming is extremely demanding. Uh, you know throughout the value chain. So you need, you know, in the cloud side of things, you need a powerful GPUs to render, you know, realistic graphics with a lot of pixels. Now, now everybody's looking for 4K, a lot of, you know, frame rate as well. And then, you know, it's also extremely demanding as regards the access networks because, uh, you know, cloud gaming, you're pushing a button on your controller and then the information is being sent to the cloud, the cloud renders the game, and then you're being sent back the video. You want, you know, you want all of this to happen very quickly because you don't want to delay between what you do and what you see on your screen. And so that's, that's you know, that's a very stringent latency requirement. And you also have very stringent bandwidth requirements because, you know, you're pushing videos with a lot of pixels. And you cannot buffer the video. You know, when you watch Netflix, you have the little spinning wheel that's going to be buffering the video for as long as it takes to make sure that you have a fluid viewing experience. Uh, you cannot buffer here because buffering would mean latency, right? So you need both very low latency and very stable and high bandwidth for cloud gaming. And, and when you consider cloud VR, it's the same but even more stringent because you're rendering the game for two eyes, so twice as many pixels, and, you know, some people say that for you not to get sick while doing VR, AR, you need latency that's down to a few, very few tens of, of milliseconds, and you need a high frame rate per eye. Otherwise, you can get some kind of seasick doing your VR. So, you know, the cloud gaming platforms that are providing, you know, these cloud games are very well positioned to move uh, I'd say up the value chain and provide these cloud VR services. Um, you know the maybe the bottleneck yet is um, the access networks, right? Uh, because you need for now it can mostly be provided by FTTH networks or uh, very new HFC access networks. Okay, well that you know that's a really good point there. I think uh, I think. Let's uh, let's have another podcast, uh, you know, in a little while. Talk about that whole access network side and how that's going to develop. For, but for now, let's let's keep focused on, uh, you know, this this uh, how VR relates and so forth. And I was thinking about, you know, the, this appliance based gaming business has been around for, for actually over twenty years. Um, but the VR market, it's just in its infancy. So, do you think the the markets in that that VR area is really going to be developing to create cloud based VR opportunity? So, yeah, you know, we, we really believe there are opportunities. First, uh, let's bear in mind that, uh, so VR is arriving at a time where the cloud infrastructure and the access networks are much more mature than when games emerge. So, you know, cloud VR could happen at the same time as VR is developing. And the other thing to keep in mind is that VR and AR um, are use cases for which you're going to have to put something on your face, right? Uh, to display uh, the screen before your eyes and, and to have the sound in your ear. So 
you want this to be as light and discreet as, as possible, right? So that means that you have little battery and little processing power. So cloud, um, you know, the, the use of cloud for VRIR is very promising because it would it would it would allow people to have much uh, uh, you know, much nicer devices and maybe much cheaper devices. You know, there, there's talk about Apple and their VR headset for a few years. And, you know, some pricing rumors are really off the chart with several thousand dollars. And, and you could compare it using a, a cloud VR platform. You could have something that offers similar performance at a much lower price point because you don't need to have the processing on board, right? So so, so there's a there's a overall either B2B or B2C, there's a lot of opportunities for uh, for cloud VR and you know maybe more specifically, um, there's an opportunity for innovative software companies to create platforms that you know offer the packaging, the simplicity, and also the streaming technology, which is very you know important to have the you know the fast streaming which I mentioned before. Um, and and so so there's a real opportunity for this company to provide these services, um, whether they use their own infrastructure or leverage, you know, the big cloud infrastructure providers. Uh, that that's that's not that's not the issue there. It's a different business model. But there's 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 an opportunity for platform developers that enable uh, smaller application developers to provide you know these cloud cloud VRA or uh, uh, services. Um, so once you have the platform, you also have you know, opportunities for B2C VR developers to provide applications, cloud VR applications using uh, this infrastructure. Um, and, 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 you know, as a matter of fact, Shadow, which I mentioned before, uh, has recently launched, uh, I think it's in preview uh, still, but they have a, a Shadow VR product, which is using, you know, the cheapest VR headset on the market, which is the Oculus Quest uh, and you can run the biggest games on it because all the computing is done on the shadow PC in the cloud. So it's a you know, very innovative, very innovative product, and uh, and B2C applications are already already emerging. Um, you also have you know all the B2B potential applications of VR and, a and AR, uh, and again using you know cloud computing to 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 deliver these use cases is uh, very promising and uh, i think there is a space for smaller b2b application providers to leverage the you know the, these new platforms we mentioned first uh because you know the complexity of handling an infrastructure is not something everybody wants to deal with right um and you know overall we see that for now uh, you know these B2C platforms are um, diversifying into B2B applications. But, you know, as B2B use cases develop, there's going to be probably a, a more stringent shift between B2C platforms, which have specific requirements, and B2B platforms, which have, you know, more specific uh, requirements. Okay, well, that's that's very interesting uh, points, I think, Savan. And, uh, you know, it, we were saying, as I was saying at the beginning, there's a lot going on in cloud, and you're describing a very specific area here uh, related to VR, but I think we see this issue that says, yeah, we have the, the big cloud platforms, the infrastructure and so forth. Making those available, really usable, as you say, to be practical and accessible and so forth, so that you've got application developers easily to take advantage of that really requires 
these, these platform services that you were require, uh, describing. And that, that happens in all aspects of people trying to use cloud. But there's, there is this very specific area here developing related to gaming, now being applied to VR, uh, which really does create something of a, of a very interesting uh, market opportunity developing, as you're saying. So it's it's reasonably early, but you, you've you seen the evidence of, of vendor developments uh, and investor interest having it. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's the Shadow VR, which I mentioned, which is kind of a flagship B2C example, but there's a, a lot of smaller companies that are, investing you know time and money to provide platforms often leveraging very complex azure for instance pricing structure and services to offer bundled uh, and simplified packages uh, for for b2b users so um, that's that's for the you know providing either you know kind of virtual desktop services or B2B cloud compute platforms in a way that's more accessible to SMEs uh, and not just very big corporations that are capable of having the, their own IT infrastructure and dealing with the complexities of, of very large cloud offerings. Um, and, 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 and that's, you know, that's from the, how should I say, uh, you know, SME side and on the, you know, providers uh, side, there's NVIDIA, for instance, that's uh, been launching their cloud XR platform, which is, you know, exact, exactly what we were mentioning. You know, the platforms using their GPUs for application developers to be able to create these new type of innovative applications. Uh, it's still a bit on the complex uh, side of things. It's, uh, you know, an option you can buy on your Google Cloud subscription. So, you know, it's still not as... Uh, easy to enter as, as some players are making it, but, you know, a lot of people are, are, are moving in it. And, you know, we really think that now is the right time to be investing in these solutions because it's, it's, it's this time of the evolution, you know, life cycle of the technology where there's a lot of smaller players that can come with very innovative solutions. And then at some point will come the time for consolidation or for the big guys to do it themselves. So, Really, this is now with a very uh, vast and, and flourishing ecosystem that you can have very interesting investment opportunities. Well, thank you, Savan. I, I envy you that you have the opportunity to do some of this groundbreaking work in the market. As a reminder, uh, the link in Savan's article uh, is, uh, is in the show notes. And I hope everyone's found this uh, an interesting and informative podcast. Thanks for listening.